Hello and welcome to Owning Your Queendom. I'm your host, Nahid, and in today's episode, I will be having a candid conversation with my beautiful co-host, Rahina, and our special guest, Rahina's ex-husband, Sebastian. Please join me on this emotional roller coaster ride as I speak to Ro and Seb about their modern day love story. They will take us on a journey from falling in love, five years of marriage and three children, to what led to their divorce, their struggles with co-parenting, and their newfound friendship. It's very rare for us to get unfiltered insight from both parties on what makes and breaks a relationship. So that makes this conversation that much more needed and that much more special. This episode will be shared in two parts and we begin with part one. Thank you so much for being here with us. It means so much to me that you would take the time and want to have a conversation that is going to hopefully help a lot of people who are struggling in their relationships. I think both parties are comfortable in speaking a little bit about the relationship and kind of what led to co-parenting. So we'll start with just the relationship. How long was your relationship? Um, Me and Sebastian, we met about two years before we um, reconnected. And at that time, like, it was nothing romantic. It was just like, our first time ever meeting through a meeting and um then about two years later sebastian reached out to me on email right it it was (laughs) actually through instagram i had remembered your instagram account so when i first met rahina i had a girlfriend at the time Mm -hmm. but i always remembered her so Mm -hmm. when i was finally single i'm like oh i remember that rahina girl mademoiselle so I went, I went, um, it's about seven years ago, right? So wow. Instagram was fairly new to me. So I, I went on Instagram and I found her and then I just DM'd her, I believe, or I saw your email address and I emailed you Yeah, and you, I said, what, what's your number? Question mark. And it was like wow, straightforward. Very straightforward. Yeah, it was straightforward. <laughs> like that. And Rahina, what happened next? um I think I was like oh yeah of course it's Sebastian like I always thought he was such a gentleman and such a good person and um um I just felt like he was like a really good person and uh of course I'm gonna respond so I was like oh this is my number and like I had no idea where his journey where he was in life I had no idea if he had a girlfriend or not like I wasn't even thinking of that but then he messaged me and he was like, oh, hi, like, didn't you say something like send me a picture or something? And I was like, what? Don't you have a girlfriend? Well, I think that was like, <laughs> he's like, wait, weeks. are we getting into yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think as we got comfortable and we started texting a bit more, then I was becoming a little more flirtatious with you. <laughs> and then that's when you thought I still had a girlfriend. And then I told you, well, I'm single now. Oh, yeah. So obviously, obviously, messaging Rahina was always something I wanted to do from the moment I met her. But I just felt like, out of fairness to my girlfriend at the time, I would just like, play that out first and wait for me to be single. Oh, can I ask at this point, like what qualities it was that attracted you to her and vice versa? Well, when I met Rahina, she was a tourist in Montreal and I went downtown to meet her 
with a mutual friend of ours. And I saw her, she was dressed like she was one of the Oscars. <laughs> and <Always>. she, had, <laughs> she had like this flowing dress, like her vest on and like you could smell her from a mile away. Like she was Aww. wearing the nicest of perfumes. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is like a celebrity or like a so supermodel, cute. you know? And she just had this, she just had this way of carrying herself that being a Montreal local, I'm not used to that. Like uh-huh. in Montreal, it's very like nightclubs, everyone goes out and gets like drunk and like just very like artificial. But yeah. I sensed in Rahina this maturity and this elegance to her that I was like blown away by. And, Aww. you know, at that time that I met her, I was in a rough spot in my life. And I just looked at her and said like, I said to myself when I was looking at her, I'm like, this is someone that would be the best thing for me. You know, she didn't drink alcohol. She didn't party. And I'm like, this would be like, this is what I've been looking for my whole life. And like, I thought that that was the change that I needed in my life Mm. to really bring out the better versions of me. Oh my God. I love that answer. It's like you had this whole thing premeditated. I'm like, no, could you have said something? I'm I'm, I'm just trying to, I'm just, I'm just trying to explore my inner queen. Oh my God. I'm clapping for you right now. That is beautiful. (laughs) So I see he's very charming. Yes. yes. What were the things that you think initially attracted you to Sebastian? Um, I felt like for someone to be like as handsome as he is, I was like, how is he so down to earth and like, so like real. And I think that's what attracted me to him. And also besides that, he was just so comfortable in his own skin and like very confident who he was, Mm -hmm. whatever that was. But, um, and he was just very warm and welcoming and like, I felt like a like, I felt like he was a friend already, instantly. So, uh, and it's like, I, I mean, like, just traveling around the world, I've never really met anyone like that. So for me, I was like, wow, he's so amazing. I, like, instantly called my friends and my dad. And I was like, oh, my God, you guys, I met this guy named Sebastian. And he's just, like this perfect guy and they're like what what do you mean <laughs> um that doesn't exist oh my so God. yeah that was like two years before we got um married but you guys I'm like about to cry over here I'm like <laughs> rooting for this love story like what 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 okay all right I'm gonna take it one step at a time and not get too carried away but <laughs> I'm curious. Um, so in the beginning, of course, everything is rainbows and butterflies, especially when yeah. we're in love. Like we don't really think too far ahead. But so you dated for about two years, right? No, we did oh, not we date. Did. He had his girlfriend and they were together. And him and I were just friends like nothing. Like we've never spoken that way. Um mm-hmm. And then once like things ended with them naturally, mm-hmm. that's when he like reached out to me. And then um, what happened, Seb? So walk me through then that like yeah. kind of when you guys started talking and how when it led to marriage. Yeah. So I, Reen and I, we started talking a little more frequently, um, texting and I think FaceTiming. But then shortly after, Rahina said, well, I don't do long distance relationships meaning like she's not in this to waste her time and for me to just chat her up all night you know yeah so <laughs> a woman who of, knows what she wants 
so she kind of just laid it all out there and said if I was serious then I should come and visit her in Virginia and like see if we could even be friends in real life you know because it's so easy to get to get close on FaceTime or through text or Instagram but in real life Rahina really uh emphasized that it's not always the same and she really focused on us having a connection in person yeah oh my god so so not knowing where Virginia was on a map, I told, <laughs> best, I, t- I told my best friend Joseph, "Let's go to Vir- let's go to Virginia." So we rented um, we rented a Mustang, and I think a week later, uh, we both managed to get off work, and we drove from Montreal to Virginia. And I, I remember the 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 roof of the car was off right it was a convertible and I'm like oh wow this is a perfect opportunity for me to get a nice suntan before I go see Rahina (laughs) but I we the whole the top was off the whole ride and I ended up getting sunburned oh no I I show up like a red lobster oh my god I think we just hit it off right away you know I remember I didn't have a toothbrush so I had asked Rahina hey, do you want to come with me to the pharmacy and pick up a toothbrush? And I think that was just my way of like getting her away from her sister just to be one-on-one with her. So it's like, it's like, Mood. it's like, mid, it's like mid, it's midnight and we're driving through Virginia to a pharmacy. The top's down on the car. We're listening to Frank Sinatra <laughs> and it was like out of a movie, you know? Yeah. And Rahina's hair is flowing in the breeze. <laughs> and, you know, I think from that moment, I, for me, it, it hit me that this is it. Oh, my God. That is beautiful. And, Ro, how did you know that it was it for you? Um, I think when I saw Sebastian, like, before when I met him, I just thought of him as, like, a guy who has a girlfriend, and I thought he was an amazing person. But then when I when he came to visit... I would I just couldn't believe it I was like wait he actually did that he actually went out of his (laughs) way to come visit me for just the weekend because they drove one whole day stayed a night then drove the next day so I was like wow like that just made me feel like he's he's different you know he's someone who's brave someone who's willing to just like do things like differently from everyone else like I feel like no I feel like nowadays like no one's gonna do that Um, yeah and for him to actually like do it just like made me like him a lot and I was like oh my god like this guy is like someone I definitely want to be with yeah so how far after that far after that interaction and you guys him driving 600 miles to come see you and sweep you off your feet (laughs) how far after that did you guys embark on the journey of like getting engaged and getting married oh Um, so the the weekend after that I believe I booked a flight um to Virginia and I was this time alone wow Um, you just yeah. could not stay away from her. I, I just couldn't resist. <laughs> so took took off the weekend from work again, booked a flight. Um, because the first time around, it was more like in groups. You know, I didn't really yeah. have alone time with Rahina. Um, so this time we had our more like our one-on-one time. And I think that just reassured us that it's, it's good. You know, we work together. Um, 
That's when you. And then it really. That's, yeah. that's when you met my dad. And Rahina always told me that in her culture, you don't really date men. Right. Rather, you, you kind of like get the communities and the parents' approval, and you do it halal, and you have a nikah. Wow. So all of this, this was all very foreign to me at the time. I was very <laughs> new to Islam and Afghanistan. Right. And so, but as, as a, an adventurous guy, you know, I was really up for the challenge. And I said, this is probably a sign that I need to adopt this new culture and it'll help me become a better person. Oh my God. I love that. So, so I met, he converted uh, that weekend. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So oh I, met her, I met her. I met her. I met her father. I think we was at a gelato, a gelato shop in Virginia. And he just sat me down and we sat for about two hours. And he said, I, I heard, I hear that you're talking to my daughter. You're with my daughter that you've uh, told her that you wanted to be serious I'm like, yes, yes, and yes, all of the above. And he said, okay, well, I'll take you, I'll pick you up and take you to the mosque. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> he was not right? joking around. <laughs> Down so, to business. Oh my God. Fast forward, I'm at this, I'm at a mosque. The first time ever in my life, I'm at a mosque. <laughs> oh my God. They do their, uh, the session of the prayer and all that. And then they call me up to the front. And I'm, so I'm like, Rahina, were you there with yeah. him? <laughs> I was a Oh, wow. I was in the woman's side watching. Wow. Right? So I'm like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Like, I, like, <laughs> but I go, I go with it. And now I'm up front. I have a microphone. And I'm, I'm saying these things in Arabic, I believe. I have no oh, idea yes. what they... I don't know what they meant. All no. I know is I was, I was saying them. And then two minutes later, everyone was coming up to me and giving me hugs. No. <laughs> so... Uh, I, that was my conversion to wow. Islam at that time. Um, second meeting, um, I second think should meeting. be noted. That's pretty amazing. Our second trip to Virginia. Yeah, the power of Madame Rizal, right? <laughs> I, I, I'm with you. But I think also you guys having kind of known of each other and for like a few years probably made that decision a little bit more... Um, like it felt like you weren't really rushing into it because you had known of this person and she had known of you. So it was a very familiar feeling, yeah. even though you guys weren't romantically in a relationship. So Absolutely. even when yeah. things did progress, I'm sure it was, it just I, kind of feel, felt so natural to you. I didn't view it as uh, becoming Muslim. I just yeah. viewed, it at, viewed it as being able to be with Rahina. So whether Rahina was a Buddhist or Jewish, I yeah. would have converted to whatever the religion was. Wow. And I just didn't want any boundaries or obstacles to be in our way of being together. Oh my God. Um, Talk about a love story. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. So, wow. Um, did you have any expectations Seb at the time of like what marriage would be, or did you have any expectations of like what a wife, would be prior to get uh, you guys getting married you know what i had no knowledge of what being a husband was what being a future father would be what the the proposal process was mm -hmm. um i come from a divorced family so my upbringing has been pretty uh traumatic to say the least mm -hmm. so i never really saw what the role of a married happy couple was so wow. 
I felt like Rahina was like uh, the, the, the captain. Yeah, I, I felt like she was like the leading role in our relationship when it came to like determining where we're going to head as a couple in the future, you know? Wow. All, all I knew was like that she meant well and that I had an open mind to anything yeah. at that point. I felt and, like you could probably tell from the beginning that her intentions were pure and that she really cared about you and loved you. Exactly. So I trusted her. Yeah. I trusted her outright and that's it. So no real expectations of what you thought it would be from your end. Rahina, I'm curious, did you have any expectations like prior to getting married of like how your life would play out, like what married life would be like or just what being a wife would be like? I feel like I just had an idea, but I didn't know the reality. So that's the difference right there for me. Like my parents were mm -hmm. together. They weren't like the happiest couple or anything. Um, so that wasn't even like a great example for me to look at. Um, I think mm -hmm. it was just like, I thought, oh, we love each other and we're happy together. He's a good person. Like, I mean, like I have like the what I really need for like a a good relationship or a good marriage. So I didn't really look mm -hmm. more in depth into it. Right. To kind of um, go back to the love story. So you guys got Nick Nikov pretty soon after that and then moved in. Like when did, how did that, how was that transition for you of like going from him converting to you guys being married, like the time period and what the transition was um, like? Well, right after Sebastian converted, Seb, did you come back two weeks after that? Two weeks after, yeah. My brothers, my mom, my stepdad, oh my God. and my best friend. We I all thought I down. was the one. I was moving fast in life. Now I'm like, oh, okay, I'm good. I'm fine. Like my, my fiance now, he's not Muslim. And he converted after maybe... Well, after a year of us talking, but even then I was like, oh my God, I feel like this is so soon. <laughs> but like the second, the first time he actually sat down and talked to my dad, same thing. My dad was like, so you already know, <laughs> you already know what you need to do. And I thought, oh my God, a year is like pretty fast. But hearing this, I'm like, this is a whole nother <laughs> level of love story that puts ours to shame. Like, this is incredible. <laughs> So two weekends after that, he yeah. came with his whole family for the engagement. Uh, he came with the whole family for the nikah. I there was wow. no engagement. Wow! Right to the chase. There I was no it. like. Basically, the, yeah. Basically, the engagement was my the second time I visited you. Yeah. That was like when we. It wasn't like what you see on TV with the knee, my on one knee with the ring. It was just more. <laughs> it was just like. More, more like cultural, like an Afghan. It was so yeah. more of a cultural. I feel like it yeah. was so tribal Afghan that, like, <laughs> I mean, you know how they come three times and ask for your hand. Like, I feel like he came yeah. the third time and we're that going, was the third. You know, it was so <laughs> oh ancient, like tribal village people style. Like oh now, God, when I, I think that. about it, it's crazy. But you I know mean, what? In in our defense, I think we were both so young and so like blinded by love and the feelings we had for each other that we didn't even like take the, a minute to just chill and think like we were just yeah. so like filled with adrenaline and excitement yeah, yeah. we didn't so and I think yeah. I think that's often what happens in these 
first time marriages is like you just run rush into it because it's like it's all it's the honeymoon phase and it feels amazing yes so like even if we would have slowed it down like for you and your new husband it took him a year to convert well yeah it wasn't even that it took a year I think kind of like what you're saying because in the past um I was married to to an Afghan and things were just like you (laughs) moving very fast of like long distance the first time he came we're like great we like each other second time comes down with the whole family we get engaged so within just three months of even talking and knowing each other we had gotten married or gotten engaged and then within six months of knowing each other long distance we got married and I moved to Vegas so I think having gone through that experience of rushing things so much and knowing kind of what that like honeymoon period or stage is, because even when you're in it and people tell you, hey, you know, this is a little honeymoon stage, like you guys haven't really dealt with anything yet. It doesn't feel real. Like we always think we're an exception and that, oh, no, no, no. But like, you don't know how much we love each other, you know? Exactly. So I think having gone through that in the past, this time around, it was like, oh, no, I'm really going to take my time and make sure that I see this person in every light and that we have a really good understanding of who we are and we can really build a strong foundation from the beginning. So I didn't even really put so much emphasis on, hey, let's, you know, get engaged or let's do a nikah or let's have you convert. Looking back at it a little bit more strategic this time around of like, no, 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 we're not going to just run into, you know, being married because it's a whole other game, you know. Um, So I want to know kind of once once you guys did your nikah, did you, Rahina, did you move to Canada like shortly after that? And did you guys start living together and start your life as husband and wife? Two weeks after we did our nikah, um, Sebastian got us an apartment in Montreal close to his job. He made sure that there's a running trail so I could do my run there. Um, and I le- I felt like I left everything and I moved there to be with him. So that's kind of like where our marriage relationship actually started. Yeah. Um... <laughs> so so we got married and literally the day after I had to rush back to work because I I I was working for like a tyrant at the time the meanest the 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 meanest of guys you could imagine that that was my boss at the time oh no um and having gotten married so fast Rahina and I never discussed anything about the adult world like our finances uh, careers and all of that so we just we just skipped everything, yeah. right? <laughs> so <laughs> um, I was paycheck to paycheck at the time. You know, I was, uh, I, was, I was basically trying to rebuild my life at the time. And I didn't know Rahina enough yet to disclose to her all of my past and all the stuff I was going through. You know, she she was kind of married to a stranger to a certain extent. Yeah. You know, she, she, she knew me, but she didn't know, like, the details the, the details and the other 90 percent. she saw like she saw me physically and she saw like she knew what like yeah what I told her what we spoke about 
But, and I think that's what the dating part really brings out. It brings out the transparency and the yes, honesty and your right. past. And, and even for me to ask those questions, like, I'm not going to be like, okay, so how much are you making? Seth? Oh, yeah, like, no. How are we going to do this? I think especially from our culture, Regina, of like being Afghan, like money is not a topic you ever discuss. It's like yeah. such a taboo thing. It's so uncomfortable. So I can understand like how that doesn't come into play. Right. And like, funny enough, speaking of money at the Nikah, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, a Dawi or Dawi. Dawi, yeah. <laughs> so they're like, how much are you going to give her? I'm like, oh what do you God. mean? <laughs> I have no idea what this is. And I'm like, oh, my uh, love. <laughs> 700, and, I guess 750,000. And my mom oh my and God. my mom and everyone's looking at me like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, where are you getting that money, Seb? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. I'm just saying it. Oh, my God. Um, but, but yeah, so like I, I managed to get us a cute apartment. It was a block walking, walking distance from my job. Um, Wait, how no, old so, were you at the time? Sorry, I feel like this I, is I, important. I, I, I think I was 27 or 26, 27. Bro, how old were you? Um, I think I was 27 too. So then the day I was finishing work, Rahina was coming from the airport and I was working for that really mean guy, like I just told you. He didn't let me go pick up Rahina from the airport. Mm -hmm. So I had to get my best friend, who was also my colleague at the time, go pick Rahina up. So he goes to the airport, picks her up, brings her to our new apartment. And then oh, once they got there. Oh, this is the day there, that she's moving in. Yeah, that's the oh. day she's coming to Montreal. Yeah. So, so then when, once she gets there, I leave work and I go see her. And I think... At that exact moment, it hit us like, oh, my gosh, like, this is real. We're together and we're living together <laughs> and we're, we're married. married. And like, we, we had no idea what was going on because it was always just like, we only had two Virginia trips prior to that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have been in that situation. I know exactly that like, strange feeling of like, wait, who are you? <laughs> and and, and it's, I'm like, like, yeah, Rahina's like, who that? who the f are you and i'm like who the f are you like what oh is God. this it's like a, it's like a it was like a prank oh my God. and wow. like i would sometimes think like oh she's just visiting she's just in town and we're staying at a hotel but no this was permanent this was <laughs> like our life now yeah and it wasn't that it was a bad thing it was just like it was just shocking like we were so like what is going on it was we were bound to run into drama and problems because one of us was going to have to give up our home city yeah and our friends and all we know and Rohina did that and I guess from the first second she she felt that separation anxiety oh and yeah she was she was alone in Montreal it's purely French it's cold yeah I yeah, was at the I, office I had, I had only packed summer clothes and I was like wait how is it already yeah. this cold <laughs> she, she packed was only high heels and and and, and gowns and dresses right yeah, so, it's like shoot like when you first met her like she's gonna walk exactly. the red carpet <laughs> it's just it, it hit us right there that this is a really hard situation that we're in mm. and I think what happened in Virginia was I had the support of her father and all her sisters and the the Afghan community that was really what was like connected us in the beginning. And now we didn't even have that in Montreal. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Seb was at work all day, nine to five job. And then after work, he would maybe go out for a drink with his coworkers or like go to the gym. And I would feel like I am waiting for him to come home. And yeah. 
I didn't know where to go. I didn't know who to hang out with or what to do. It was like extremely difficult for me. It's not an easy thing to do, but for you, it's like just getting married to this person in such a short amount of time, you moving to a whole different state. And now for the first time, you guys are living under the same roof. Like, whereas in a lot of American relationships, you know, like Seb was saying earlier, that dating period, you get to kind of experience a lot of those things that for you guys, you're just experiencing for the first time all at once. But once you started, once you moved in and kind of you guys started living life day to day as like a husband and wife, Seb, did you feel like that title of like now being a husband changed anything in your relationship? Did you feel any like added pressure by just being a husband now to somebody and having a wife? Um, you know what? I fully embraced the title of husband. I was, I think I was the, the proudest man in the world that Rahina was my wife. Oh, and I funny. felt like I, I was a step ahead of everyone in the entire world. You know, I had a, had oh. a beautiful wife. I have a, a really best friend now. I, I really was playing the role, not playing it. I was the role of a husband. But did you feel like now that she's your wife, that you have someone who's like relying on you all the time where it felt like you need to show up differently as a man? Like, I'm just curious to kind of get a man's perspective of like, does that cut? Because I feel like for women, we embrace the role a lot more naturally from my experience. But I think um, a lot of men and people I've spoken to have sometimes feel like that title is not not scary, but that there's so much more, it carries so much more weight and expectation of like, oh my God, this woman's life is in my hands now. Like, did you feel any of that at all of like more pressure to kind of, you, you know, be more successful or to take care of her emotional needs or any of that more than you would have in the past um, with girls who, you're just in a relationship with or people who are just your girlfriend? Uh, definitely. I mean, firstly, she was in Canada, so I felt like a huge responsibility to protect her. Yeah. Um, then secondly, yeah, now I, I'm this husband and I have a wife and like I need to step it up and I need to like this this basic entry level nine to five job won't cut it anymore. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden where I used to be very careless and irresponsible when it comes to my finances, now I'm, that's all I'm doing all day is thinking about it. Like how am I going to be able to afford to give Rahina some money for groceries? How am I going to be a man and not have to count on her to pay half the rent, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was a lot of these, uh, these things that were coming up into my head. And it came to the point where, I'm like, either we're going to stay in Montreal and it's going to be a huge struggle or we're going to have to go back to Virginia and I'll probably try to work with her father in Afghanistan or do something just to jumpstart our life together because we needed help. Like the system that we had built, there was no system. Right. You know? And like we spoke before, we never spoke about our, our finances and where we were at uh, in life. Mm. You no, know? so we... We were kids. We needed we needed help. Being a role as a husband was something he always wanted. And oh. he liked that role, but didn't know fully like all the responsibilities for it. 
or had his mm-hmm. own view. But I think once he became knew he was going to be a father is when he's like, wait a minute, this job is not going to help. Like, <laughs> what do we do? And that happened Did- fast. Did we uh, get into that yet? No. We found out we were pregnant. No, we- <laughs> That's a whole other podcast in itself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would love to dive into But I love that so far we've kind of been focusing on a lot of relationship questions and just the honesty and transparency um, that you both come with. And that's something that's so rare. And I'm so grateful that you guys are choosing to, to show up in this way and I know it's going to help a lot of people see situations and their own relationships very differently, finances and kids and responsibilities. Um, but I would like to know what are the qualities or tools that you think are needed to sustain or build a successful relationship in both of your opinions? Well, definitely great communication. Um you need to be open and transparent, not jump into getting married, uh, more like just spending time together and being in a relationship and creating a foundation for one another before getting into something so yeah. serious. So. I think the keys to a successful relationship are obviously you just have to be transparent and be real, as real as you possibly can be. Mm-hmm. And I think... Often in doing so, you allow yourself to be completely vulnerable. Yeah. Um, and I feel like today you could just portray yourself to be anybody and you could catch any girl or guy and you could wipe them up. But it, you're being fake. You're not really being yourself. And eventually in time, the true self is going to come out. And oh, that's yeah. when the problems arise. So I think, I think if I could do it over again with Rahina... I would have just laid it all out there from the get-go mm-hmm. and say, you know what, I, I'm going through legal problems. Uh, I have court cases. I'm a little behind in life. You know, my 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 bank account isn't the uh, most attractive. <laughs> or, like my family is not, it's, it's, it's hardly even there, you know? It's like divorce upon divorce upon divorce. Yeah. By By letting it all out, the person on the other end gets to see your transparency and gets to see the actual good in you despite all the all despite all the crap and then it's on both of you if with what you heard you still want to continue moving forward and building a life together on a like on a side note i think like you guys say communication is very Mm -hmm. important and like back in the day i could have like maybe spoke a bit more with rahina and say like okay but what does it mean that i have to that I should convert or what does it mean that like, what is a dowry yeah. or having to give you a sum of money? Like, or like maybe vocalize my opinion a bit more and like say, Oh, well, you know, in the Christian Christian tradition, it's like this, you know, I think as a man too, sometimes it's hard to do that to kind of have it all together and be the man and show up and take care of your woman. So not easy. I feel like to even be vulnerable and share those parts of you because it's just how society works where kind of made to keep those things to yourself and pull it together. Right. I agree. And especially with Rahina at the time, it's like, I didn't know about Instagram and like, I saw like she had like, 20,000 followers. I'm like, oh my gosh, this girl's a celebrity. (laughs) She probably has like every guy chasing after her. Like, and like, even when I met her father, he's looking at me like, 
you know, Regina has like doctors, lawyers, engineers, all trying to marry her, but she's choosing you. <laughs> no pressure. I'm like, oh. No pressure. You're like, yeah, oh, no yeah, pressure. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I'm good. I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh my yeah. gosh. Like, so there was definitely a lot of pressure to like have all my, all my stuff in line. Yeah, I see that pressure. I didn't know my dad did that, but <laughs> for me, I always told Sebastian, be yourself. And like, I would have preferred it if he was more open, but I understand he, he was in all that pressure. I didn't care if he was Christian or not. I like those things didn't really matter to me. It was more like pressure from my parents. Yeah. So he could have easily said something about that. And I would have been like, oh, no, it's fine. But him, it was like, oh, this is just how it has to be. And literally no communication. So um, it just makes it so much more difficult when you're not being able to be yourself because there's so much pressure. If I could just add something, even though it was only like six, seven years ago, 2014, from then till now, I think society has changed so much in the sense that there's a lot more support for all of us to be ourselves finally. And there's a lot more uh, resources like Instagram and these podcasts for us to just actually express fully who we are. So in 2014, it was still, I find a little more conservative, you know, we couldn't really put ourselves out. Yeah. Even though it seems like such a short amount of time, I do see that it's so much easier now, but even with other people being more, transparent with their relationships and their kind of ups and downs like because social media especially when it first started like it really is all glitters and rainbows and butterflies and everything and everyone looks perfect to you where um, a lot of us weren't aware of the effect of it and even what we were putting out but I think throughout time and now that it's been around for a few years that there's almost a cry for more transparency and vulnerability and people just wanting to see real things because everyone's kind of sick of the the realities of what's really happening and how difficult it is at times and no one really showcasing that those parts of life um but i would like to get to where did the trouble um in your relationship kind of start because unfortunately um you guys decided at a point that the relationship had kind of run its course um, romantically for the two of you. But like, what was those troubles for you? Uh, you could start. <laughs> He's like, Rimina, <laughs> you have your list. Go ahead. Let's, let's not, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Read your list. Um, I think like when I did get pregnant and um, in that moment, I felt like, oh my God, I can't live here. I need to go back um, to Virginia. Uh, Because of the lack of family and support around you? Yeah. um, I felt like I've never had a child before. I've never been pregnant. I was just really, really scared. So, um, and I I knew that like my sister had two kids. So I saw her like get a lot of help from the whole family. And I felt like i didn't really get to see Sebastian's family while I was living here. So I wasn't sure how that would work. Um, So for me, that was just like where things got a little shaky. And then I guess when we moved back to Virginia and I saw 
Sebastian out of his element. And he realized it's not that fun. (laughs) Yeah, he was like, what is this? You know, like it was a culture shock, (laughs) like coming into like a family with so many girls. He has two younger brothers and we're Afghan and we're American. And like, it was, uh, I don't know. We went through so much. I feel like the right from the start when I found out I was pregnant is when we got shooken up. We were both like, what? Like, that's when the pressure started. And that's when, like, I felt like we couldn't, the honeymoon stage just, like, evaporated, like, right there. How far into your marriage was that period of you getting pregnant? Like, was that, Um, did you guys have some time? No. Maybe a year or so? No. Right Right away. Right right when I moved here, um, like, within, like, a couple weeks. That's crazy. It's crazy. (laughs) It's crazy how much that mirrors my story. Because with me, too, it was... I was just getting married, me just living in Las Vegas, trying to figure out how I'm going to kind of manage and adjust to this new life and this husband and this home and this state and being all by myself. And for us, too, it was like maybe three, four months after being married, I got pregnant and I'm like, oh, my God, like we didn't even have any time to have with ourselves where looking back at it I'm like wow I think it's important to have at least a few years and like build a really solid foundation and with the love and the connection and the spark and everything kind of keep that alive for a bit um, where you know each other so well that any hurdle or anything comes your way any challenge you're better able to kind of adapt the situation and work together but I can see where that was that became difficult and it became almost a shock to you because in my experience too it was having it be so soon that we weren't even really well adjusted to marriage and our lives together and then having a baby or throwing that into the picture it was like oh whoa this is now you're pregnant now your hormones and your emotions and all these things are kind of stirring up and you're figuring out like you know, adjusting to being pregnant, it's a lot. So yeah, I can... speaking of hormones, like, yeah, that that really affected our entire relationship. My hormones. Um, it's like, I mean, like, for, for my first pregnancy, I didn't like the smell of anything. I didn't like the taste of anything. I didn't even like this. Like, Sebastian doesn't have a bad smell or anything. But it to me it smelled like a <laughs> certain put it way. out there. Yeah. And he was just like, what? And he was so sensitive to it because it was so soon for me to feel that way about him. Oh. It was just not the timing. He's was like, you're supposed to love me like for a long time. What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> it was too sudden and like he didn't even understand why I felt like that because he's dealing with a pregnant woman which he doesn't even get what that means and I didn't get what I was going through just too much like you are not supposed to get pregnant and have a child that fast like like what was it that you needed from him in that from your experience at that time well since we were in that Um, situation I just needed him to understand me to understand like she's pregnant so I need to separate 
her how she's being now to like who she really is which he didn't really know who I really was because he didn't he didn't know the Rahina who's not pregnant because now it's like this becomes our whole life where I'm oh yeah I'm the Rahina who's pregnant and then the Rahina who's not pregnant is like it was just a month of it you know I guess I needed him to understand which is like a little too much for me to ask for because how can I have this man understand me um, when he didn't really know me for at least a year to be like, oh, this is Rahina pregnant, but re- the real yeah. Rahina will come back to life. The demons <laughs> will leave and she'll come back and like be her normal self. But to him, it's like, uh, why is she acting like that? Taking He would take it personally, which I can understand because like, I mean, how else are you supposed to take that? So, Seb, would you say for say for you that that's kind of where things got a little bit rocky too? Was when she got pregnant, and what is it that you needed in that moment from her? Yeah, what Regina said was fairly accurate. Um, when we moved back to Virginia, we were living with her family, so that was like pretty hard on me because it's like. It was like we were like 10 people under one mm-hmm. roof. They were all women, like young women. It was like a <laughs> fraternity. <laughs> you know, and I felt kind of excluded, you know, and I, Rahina would obviously uh, be drawn to her sisters. And like, that's how she was raised, very sisterly and very involved. And like, they would do their thing almost every mm. day. And I feel like I was just left out. I, I was in, either in the theater room just watching movies alone. Oh, or, poor you know, I was. <laughs> you make it sound so sad. Like, I'm pretty sure they were involved it was... in some of the Yeah, activities. yeah, no, they, I, I, mean, I mean, I was involved to a certain yeah. extent. But I get what you're I saying with, like... like, the kind of girl bonds and the sisterly love yeah, and everyone like, kind of being together. Like... Like, I felt like I was kind of, like, gave up my mm. life and now was just fully uh, integrated into Regina's. Right. And then, obviously, with the pregnancy, within one month of us having our nikah, we're pregnant. And these there was hormones that were, like, next level. <laughs> like, like, next level. I, like <laughs> next level, next level, first trimester. <laughs> That was like our honeymoon phase. Oh. It was literally our honeymoon phase of our wedding. So it, it, it really cut that short. It cut out like that magical period mm-hmm. of us being married. Right. It was just, it was like really like the odds really started stacking up against mm-hmm. us like from the get-go right yeah. away. And it was like, we were just kind of like digging ourselves into a deeper mm-hmm. hole that with all the work and the responsibilities and it was just like, it was, we were suffocating from an early oh. start. Not, not that, like, not that we hated each other. Like, we didn't hate each other. Like, like we, I think we were madly attracted to each other. You know, the times that we did have good date nights, they were great. Yeah. But it was always like followed quickly after with, ah, well, we dug ourselves into this hole. Um, we were pregnant. It's too fast. It's not responsible. Um, we have doctor's appointments. We have this. We have that. And the relationship was neglected from the very start. Mm, I think. Yes. So you started to kind of feel neglected of, well, everything. I felt yeah. neglected. Yeah. And I think in the beginning, you know, because we didn't date Rahina and I. So our first year or two of marriage would have essentially be considered as our dating right. period. 
we didn't have that. And like, I felt neglected. Uh, I felt neglected physically, emotionally, sexually, mm. you know, and, and I think as a man, it's, uh, like, that's really important for him, you know, like the touch, the, the, the romance. And I don't think Rahina did it yeah. intentionally. It's just, she was traumatized from this pregnancy and her body was going through changes and it was, everything was upside down. You know what? I'm so happy that you said that because I feel like it's hard for a lot of men to even say that and to have it be understood in so many ways, everything you're saying, it just mirrors my experience so much um, of the past where when you're pregnant, yeah, you really are think you're on a whole other level <laughs> like beyond your hormones even your thoughts and your mind and your worries of like the child and what you're going to do and how you're going to do it and just day-to-day life becomes a little bit more stressful and harder to manage so the last thing that you even think about is like oh am I showing up for my partner like what does he need am I taking care of him like so I see that in so many ways I was in a similar situation where I didn't think of that. And I thought of that as like, a, oh, my God, like, you're so selfish. It's hard for both parties, I feel like, to put each other in the other person's shoes because our experience is so real to us and our feelings are so real. And so you're not wrong for what you were experiencing. But at the same time, I see where she was having difficulty kind of trying to manage all of it and then managing, you know, you and your needs on top of that so I'm happy that you said that because I think that plays such a big part in every relationship because men and women are very different we need to acknowledge that kind of what a man needs emotionally physically and in every way is going to be very different than a woman's uh, needs and we care more about you know stability and safety and security and um the love and affection and all that of course is important to us but for a man like that physical touch and that warmth and that care of being like hey i'm right here i haven't forgotten about you as silly as it sounds would you say that that's kind of very important to men and would have meant a lot to you at that moment uh absolutely you know i think unfortunately the reality is is that men who don't aren't sexually satisfied their mind starts to wander you know or they start to rebel right they start to act out and like they're grumpy they're moody and I felt like I felt like I have a I had a new wife you know she was hot I was attracted to her like I I just met her you know I wanted to get it on like seven times a day but I couldn't because of this pregnancy and I think that had that not happened, then I think it, I would have been fulfilled as a, as a man. I would have not, like, I don't think I would have fought with Rahina. I think a lot of my fights in the early stages of our marriage was because of, I felt a little left out, neglected. Yeah. I, felt, I felt like my needs uh, weren't being met. Right. And I don't, I, I Did didn't Did you communicate Rahina, that to her from the beginning? I, no, because we didn't know each other. Like we didn't even know how to talk. So like everything, like if I would say, like we didn't even know how to speak about hooking up. It would just like happen on its own because we still weren't open enough to like be comfortable to talk about it really. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We were kind of shy about it. So. Yeah. Like let's say I would get like frustrated. So then I would become an asshole. 
And then that would rub Rahina the really wrong way because she's also pregnant. Mm. So like a, a little simple fight blew up into like, it was like Armageddon. It was like, it was like the end of the world. Mm. Yeah. That's that. Yeah. So back to your question, like needs of a man, I think, I think a lot of men don't know how to express it because it, I don't know. I feel like maybe it comes across as being a little too feminine, you know, like, Oh, I have needs. I feel lonely. I feel sad. Mm. So rather they rather just be like tough and firm and be like an asshole about it. Mm. Yeah. So can we talk about kind of what, and I can cut this out if you guys want, (laughs) but I'm just curious if we can go there. Uh, Oh, do you edit this? Is this not? No, no, no. I can edit any part of this. So yeah, we're fine. But oh, wow. Sorry, my mom's calling. Uh, but kind of going back to a man's needs and where you felt neglected, Sebastian, do you feel like that kind of led you into some trouble? <laughs> um, not having that attention at home. Where did that take you? Well, I think the attention that I needed when I first married Rahina was a totally separate uh, issue. That was um, not really the case for why we ended up like splitting up or where like some of the yeah. real serious problems arose. Uh, year year five. Um, so you guys I were think... married for five years, right? Year. Yeah. Wow. Y- yeah. Five years. Um, I think w- towards the end what happened was the situation just became so out of control. It wasn't necessarily me or Rahina. We like, it was just a situation in general. It was mm. just too big. It was bigger like than us. Third child, I think really made it hard. Yeah. The third part. Right. And like, you know, you know, and we weren't the victims because we're grown adults and we were used to fighting at that time, but it's more for the kids. They're waking up in the middle of the night, hearing their parents right. scream like a bunch of animals. That's when it really got, it really got toxic and it really mm. got dangerous. Uh, in respect to me and other women, not that I had a free pass to try to pursue that, but I think we were discussing okay. it. It was on the table, you know, because, and I think due to the situation and having three kids and we were in debt and all of that, I think all that stress made it so that I took that situation with our sexuality and I was mm. irresponsible with it, you know? So I, I, mm. I took it to the next level and it, it was no longer consensual between Rahina and I rather, I was just mm. thinking for my own benefit. And I think that's where a lot of Rahina's followers or her friends or acquaintances get it confused as it's just like a, a black and white mm. case of cheating because they don't know like the, all the little Got details. It. So in it was something that you guys, you know, but... talked about and discussed, but as you said, it came a point for you because of all the added stress and other things that were happening in the relationship that you started to pursue it a little bit more and without her being comfortable with the idea. Exactly. Exactly. So rather than it just being some little 
isolated kinky session that's between Rahina, I, behind closed doors, I made it into a reality mm. for me. And I started conversing with other women and it just came to the point where I guess it could be considered as being unfaithful, you know, because I no longer at that point. And you, were you showing up for her in any way? Because I feel like it's so hard for us to put our attention into two different people um, emotionally, physically, in every way. So would you say that at that point you started to neglect Roe and what she needed? Uh, absolutely. I figured that I kind of knew that we were going to most likely be over, Rahina and I. And this was when she was in her last trimester with our daughter, Rain. You know, it was just, we were literally killing Mm. each other, you know? And in my head, I was like, screw it. You know, it's like, it can't get any worse than this. And I'm, I just jumped ship, basically. You know, I just, I, I took the, Mm -hmm. the path less traveled. Rahina, do you think if he had communicated that, that it would have made a difference? in the outcome or in the relationship at all? Um, yeah, I think if he was more open and honest and communicated everything, you know, we were willing to try new things. And I feel like most people are not. So I feel yeah. like that in itself is like a huge gift to yeah. have. So I feel like any person would be like, wow, like this is like such a great opportunity. And see it in a better light and make things better between Mm -hmm. each other you know and but I feel like it was taken the wrong way and you know you know what Raheen if I could just add to that it was a good thing you know it's good to explore but it was the wrong time in the relationship I think like we took a positive idea or it depends who you ask if it's positive or negative whatever but we took a positive idea and we applied it to a negative situation and a positive and negative will always equal negative. You know, so maybe, maybe had we explored when we were like, or at least really well as marriage, (laughs) you know, maybe it would have worked out differently. Exactly. I I just think like the stress that we were enduring, I think it just Mm. clouded our judgment, you know, outright. And like I spoke to Rahina today, and I don't think we divorced each other. We just really divorced the right. situation we were in. And I tell her, and I often say to myself, if I had a redo, would things be different? And absolutely, I think they would be different. I am curious and... to know. So now I know a little bit more about kind of what happened and what led to it. But I want to know, I guess, for both of you, but especially for Rahina at this point, um, did you feel like the relationship was coming to an end because it seems like Seb as he was kind of going down that road based on what you were saying you had mentally already kind of told yourself that the relationship was coming to an end although it may not have been communicated to Rahina but Rahina what was that experience like for you um I didn't feel like that at all yeah. Um, hey, I'm he, giving him this opportunity and it's not just that it's like we I took a bus while I was pregnant and I came to Montreal to be with him and we spent like 
a couple days together while my sisters took care of the kids. <laughs> and we had, a, I had a great time. I don't know if he did, but I, I had a wonderful time with him. And then like a week or two, when I came back with the kids, it was a whole different thing. So I was kind of confused. Um, but I knew that Sebastian overall wasn't fully happy in the in like his situation with me that I knew that was like very obvious he would he had a lot of things to complain about and he wasn't happy where we were and he didn't like the whole foundation of the relationship like he didn't like like it was just too much and on top of that he was going to school and like he couldn't even focus and we had so many and we had our kids and we we're living in an apartment and so that I knew he wasn't really happy. I thought if we tried to do different things, like he would be happier. Um, I guess I just take things in life differently than he does. For me, it was like, I thought we were going to be okay eventually. I didn't know that like, like he would just give up and actually leave. And when I did come to realize that that was happening, that's when I felt like, heartbroken and shattered and I felt like I just couldn't believe it I just mm -hmm. so um yeah Seb what what was that like well, for you what? like how did you come to to decide that the relationship had run its course and why were you hesitant <clears throat> to communicate that with Rahina I don't know. I, it was a devastating process. It was, it yeah. was, it was horrible. And I feel like I didn't end up on top at all. You know, like, like no girl or new sex or affair or whatever could replace a family and just yeah. like enduring it, you know? Um, so I don't, I didn't, we didn't separate because of a girl. I think we separated because, you know, Regina, was a rock she was yeah. the rock of our family and nothing could break her and she was a warrior you know she was willing mm -hmm. to fight to the end and you know to this day my dad won't talk to me and he calls me a coward for leaving wow. the kids and Rahina you know so I mm -hmm. I have a lot of guilt uh, but but I don't know if this is an excuse, but growing up in a divorced family and seeing my mom get beaten by my stepdad and all that bullshit and seeing me cry as a little kid, I'm terrified. All I hear is my parents screaming every mm. single minute. And I'm like, I refuse. I refuse to put these kids through it. Mm. I refuse. So yes, yes, there were women involved, but now you kind of know the full context of how they came to be those women but a big part of it was it's just enough of us fighting mm -hmm. in front of these kids you know I was punching holes in walls Regina was screaming <laughs> at the top of her lungs chasing me down <laughs> hallways you know it, 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 it was barbaric mm -hmm. it was primitive Gee. and I just feel like you know it made me sad I was looking at Regina I'm like this girl is trapped in Montreal pregnant I'm being an asshole to her she can't stand me like she loves me, but we can't stand each other at that current moment. Yeah. Like we needed a break. Um, it was just horrible. And I, I remember I'm like, this is it. I, I went across the street. I got a one bedroom apartment 
And I remember Rome, our son Rome had this little trolley that you would pull and he's helping me load up oh. some of the furniture and we're pulling this, we're, we're pulling this little plastic trolley uh, while Rahina's at the park with our other son, just so I could like sneak some of my clothes and like a chair mm. to my new apartment. And it, it was, it was absurd mm. and it was heartbreaking. But what I often remind Rahina and I ask her, I'm like, when is the, when's the last time that the kids have ever been around people streaming? When's the last time? And there's no answer because it, it never happens anymore. They're never around screaming. Yeah. And I think that is the biggest positive out of such a right. negative situation. And you're right. It really is heartbreaking and devastating for both parties. And I can understand the shame and guilt, guilt that you would feel for the relationship ending. But I also sympathize with bro and kind of everything she's experiencing and now having to step up even more where she first had a partner to kind of raise the kids with to now all of a sudden take on a lot of that on her own. I can only imagine the stress that would come with that and the picture perfect family of what we seek and what we want um, that coming to an end, I think is really difficult for anyone to kind of accept. Um, were there any tools you used, whether it be counseling or anything to see if you guys could come back together? Thank you for listening to part one of Rowan Seb's story. Please join me for part two of this conversation to hear how Rowan Seb's relationship has progressed. They will walk us through their attempts at mending the relationship, how they came to put differences aside to navigate the difficulties of co-parenting, and what advice they have for you, regardless of your relationship status. Thank you and see you then.